Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to No BS Podcast. I'm Christina. I'm Danielle. And today we are diving into um, a potentially controversial topic. So I want to let you know there's a little bit of a trigger warning. We're going to be discussing emotional abuse. So this can be very triggering to some people, um, especially those who are experiencing it or have experienced it. And this isn't necessarily a topic we take lightly. A lot of what we're going to be talking about today involves recognizing emotional abuse through understanding certain behaviors, as well as some experiences that both we have had and others who are close to us have had uh, that we can share with you guys to help you understand and create a little bit more clear of a picture of what emotional abuse is, how it manifests, and the way that it affects us. We also want to talk a little bit about what do you do uh, when you're experiencing an emotionally abusive relationship and how to protect yourself and move forward. And I want to just say the reason why we're choosing emotional abuse, and, and no abuse is any worse than the next kind. So we chose to focus on emotional abuse today, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that it is really actually a presence in in the topic of discussion on social media. I know I talk about my TikTok account and it is huge. And my one video that I did on emotional abuse went viral. So it is, there's like a whole side of TikTok dedicated to this topic. And the reason being is that people never really talked about it as, as a potential um, thing before. It wasn't so publicized as, you know, maybe physical abuse or sexual abuse was. And it is very real. Um, emotional abuse cuts very deep. And like I said, I'm not saying one abuse is any uh, worse than the other. Any abuse is, is, is terrible and no good and no one deserves that. But this specifically um, can hit in a different way, and we felt it was important to discuss. Just for a little bit of baseline knowledge on emotional abuse, when we say that it cuts deep, and when we say that this podcast episode can be very triggering for people, we want to make sure that you understand the level of self-abuse that comes as a result of emotional abuse. We're going to be talking about that a little bit moving forward. However, it's important to recognize that your internal dialogue changes when you're in an emotionally abusive relationship. While emotional abuse is coming from the external initially through the people who are around you and the relationships that you hold with them, it becomes so dangerous mm -hmm. because it's internalized. And then we end up abusing ourselves mm -hmm. in the same way the abuser does because we've internalized and taken hold of this unhealthy belief system is truth. It really guts your self-esteem. It just destroys no your confidence. And just like with any type of abuse, it is a cycle and it is really easy to get caught up in the cycle. So what the, what the emotional abuser, what that person does is it's very manipulative and okay. So there's also narcissistic abuse, which is very, very intertwined with emotional abuse, but not all emo emotional abuse falls under the narcissistic abuse category. So I want to just clarify that. Um, and also, go ahead. not all abusers are narcissists. Right, exactly. And, and let's also just uh, set the ground rule here that when we are talking about someone who abuses someone else, 
we're referring to them as the abuser, not your abuser, not my abuser, but right. the abuser. There is no reason to ever take ownership of the abuse or the person who's abusing. So I'll just reiterate what my video was that was pretty popular um, on social media. So you're in an argument with with someone and I'm, I'm just going to paint one scenario of, of what emotional abuse could look like. And you're trying to deliver a, a point to that person that they're upsetting you in some way. Um, and what happens is that person actually, the abuser, manipulates the situation to turn it around on you and make it seem as if you're in the wrong. What happens in this moment, because you've been in this situation, your confidence is already shattered where you actually begin to question your own reality, thinking maybe I did do something wrong. And that is what we call gaslighting. Gaslighting gets thrown around a lot. Are you gaslighting me? A lot of people like to throw it around. They don't really understand what it means. That is actually gaslighting. It's actually manipulation. And at the end of the day, you are not, your point is valid, but you're so manipulated by this person. Like what Danielle talked about, it's so internal that you actually question your own reality. And that's just, we're going to talk about other aspects of emotional abuse. Absolutely. But there's, that's very important because that tactic is used on a regular basis and it's done so that abuser can have control over that person. And it, and it's, it makes them feel more powerful because they can't take accountability for their behavior. The abuser may or may not be aware of the behaviors. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people who become emotionally abusive to their loved ones, whether it's a romantic mm -hmm. relationship family, mm -hmm. friends, a work relationship, it doesn't matter. Oftentimes, someone becomes emotionally abusive because they have experienced something similar in their life at some point, And this has become part of who they are mm -hmm. and the way that they communicate. This is their normal. They can't always see what they're doing. So if you were to call out your abuser and, and, and name the emotional abuse and tell the person what they're doing, they most likely will not be able to recognize those behaviors. It's important to know that that does not invalidate the things that you think, feel, say. They are incapable right. sometimes of, of seeing the results of their behaviors. And when you're in a situation like this, it's, it's, it's very tricky because it is the cycle of abuse. So if you want to like that whole cycle that there is, it, it's, well, break that down a little bit. Break down the cycle of abuse a little bit so that people can fully understand. I think that it's it's not a topic that's often explained well enough for us to educate ourselves and understand what an abusive cycle actually looks like. So in the in the abusive cycle, it, it is exactly what you think of it. It is it can be really good. So you can be in a relationship. Now, mind you, when I say relationship, this could be any relationship, romantic, friendship, family, whatever the work relationship, whatever it is, you have the relationship and that person is treating you well. And then all of a sudden they start treating you badly again. And then all of a sudden now you're in a situation where now they're putting you down. They're belittling you. They're demeaning you. Now it's now we're in, in the abuse part. And then all of a sudden you think, okay, well, let me give this person another chance. And then they start treating you well again. So it's like that love bombing that comes in where you feel like, 
okay, well, maybe they'll change. Maybe, maybe what I said this time is good. And they're good at staying in that ground for a period of time and being a good, being good to you. And then it starts all over again. It's those high highs and the low Mm -hmm. lows. And it's, it oftentimes people question, yeah, but like, is it really that bad? Because the good stuff is so Mm -hmm. good. Like, I don't, I don't want to just throw in the towel yet because of this one bad instance. Like, look at what they're doing now. They're making up for it. Everything's fine. I'm validated and comforted. Everything seems to be going very smoothly. And then next thing you know, you're down in the dumps again, hitting rock bottom with those low lows. And it's most likely worse than it was before. Right. Soon to be followed by that make. And and, and while in the interim of this cycle, you as a person are now beaten down and questioning yourself and your confidence is so low that you, you don't, you, it's almost as if you have like blinders on that you, you don't really understand what's happening. And when I tell you anyone can get in a situation like this and, uh, so before the one thing they say, I will never, I will never allow someone to do that for me. Never say never, because when you're in it, you don't see it. So for example, I have a friend who I asked permission if it was okay for, for me to talk about the situation. And, you know, she gave me perspective and, um, said, I can, I can discuss this. I had a friend who was in a relationship that was emotionally abusive and she honestly educated person, fairly confident in herself, you know, good career, like none of that mattered. She was so sucked into this cycle. She didn't even see it. Like I, like I had to tell her like, listen, like this is emotional abuse. And she was almost in denial about that. Well, no, but he's really good. Sometimes he's really good. Everything's good. You know, but he does this and he does that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but but he, but, but he's putting you down a lot and then he's treating you badly and he's not taking any accountability. He doesn't apologize and all of these things. And she wasn't seeing it. And it was very, very interesting um, watching this unfold and, you know, being knowledgeable to know that, okay, this is, this is the cycle. So you're in it. And then it took her a really long time to, to realize she was so beaten down from this that she lost all, a whole sense of herself in it. And it was, it's sad. It's sad to see when, you know, you see someone that you care about going through something like that, but it, it's also horrifying to see how other people can treat other people. Like, go ahead, Daniel. I think that that's the crux of an emotionally abusive cycle though, is that the one who's experiencing the abuse does lose their sense of self and whether the abuser realizes it or not, the goal is for the abused person to lose their sense of self so the abuser has the control. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Ultimately, that emotional abuse is entirely done for a sense of control. That involves isolating you Mm -hmm. from the people that you care about. Mm -hmm. It involves isolating you from your relationship with yourself. It involves making you question your reality, your character, your behaviors, your thoughts. It, it, It makes you question the level of value that you hold for yourself and the priority that you are in other people's lives. Everything comes into question. Everything becomes uncertain. Everything makes you feel like you have to rely on the abuser as the one and only person who can validate you emotionally and provide for your emotional Mm -hmm. needs. When in reality, the cycle is so sick and dysfunctional that 
emotionally you're being starved. Yeah. And, and you start to make excuses for that person too. And then, and then you think that there's something wrong with you. So maybe, Oh, maybe I need to work on myself. Maybe, maybe this is my fault, my stuff, my, my issues, my insecurities that are coming up and you start taking that burden on. And that's how deep it gets when I say it cuts deep. And so some signs of emotional abuse, and this is something that my friend went through, which I have to be honest, she wasn't always honest with me about how bad it was. It came out way after the relationship had ended and she was able to leave that relationship, how bad it actually was. He would put her down on a regular basis, make fun of her, call her names. And she would say to this person, don't call me names anymore. I don't like it. This upsets me because she was trying to take a stand for herself at some point, but it was constant. And it was, it was the gaslighting was insane. And she even said at some point, she felt as if she was living her life, walking on eggshells around this person where she didn't know what she was going to get. And she said that when she got caught up in the good stuff, it was so good that she almost would forget how bad it could be. And then it, and then the cycle would continue and she had a ton of shame. So she wasn't honest with anybody really how bad it actually was um, until she was out of it because she felt shameful. Like, but you know, that whole, I should know better than this. I should be better than this, but how bad, you know, she felt how bad, you know, do I think of myself that I'm allowing this to happen? And that was all conscious, but you get caught and you get scared and you get stuck just like in any unhealthy relationship and you don't know how to get out of it. So I have, I found an article on Healthline that I thought really encompassed a lot of the this common signs of emotional abuse, which Christina, you just mentioned quite a few of them with the name calling, derogatory pet names, patronizing, that sort of stuff. But, you know, sometimes sarcasm or insulting your appearance or you know, making light of the major accomplishments in your life, waiting until there's an audience to say something negative about you so that, you know, you're embarrassed or, or your character is in question. Public humiliation. Absolutely. Um, there's other aspects such as the control and shame parts of it, like threatening behaviors mm -hmm. or constantly needing to know where you are going through your phone or your emails or, you know, making decisions on your behalf, controlling finances, ordering you to do things, lecturing you, having these crazy outbursts, mm -hmm. pretending that they're helpless so that you'll take care of things for them. They're generally unpredictable. They will leave problems unresolved by just walking out, um, storming out of the room. Mm -hmm. The silent and treatment. The silent treatment, using other people as examples to like corroborate basically their their abuse, saying, well, everybody thinks that you're an asshole. Everybody thinks that you're crazy. Everyone says that you're wrong. Oftentimes, they're very jealous people. They That gaslighting, gaslighting happens with the table turning. So, you know, saying that you are the cause of their issues, you know, denying, you know, your reality, guilting you, blaming you, denying that they're abusing you if you mm -hmm. call them out. Telling, um, yeah, and telling them that they're not, this is an abuse, you're crazy, turning it back on you. Absolutely. Then like demanding respect from you or dehumanizing you. So, you know, keeping you from friends, trying to get in between you and your family or refusing to engage with your family, withholding affection 
if it's a romantic relationship that's or a, a family big one. relationship. Yeah, that mm-hmm. much. So the example I was giving that happened a lot in in that the withholding affection, and that it, it's hurtful. And and it, and it, and in fact, she was she told me she was questioning. My gosh, am I not worthy of affection at that point? Yeah, I mean, so I talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but I was in a very dysfunctional relationship that just became so incredibly out of control. Um, But the emotional abuse was constant. If uh, it was a long distance relationship and there was the different time zones that we were living in. And so it made it difficult for communication between visits um, due to like work and life schedules. But there would be many, many times where my former partner would say to me, you're bothering me. You're a bother. You're annoying. Mm-hmm. Stop talking. You're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, make up, make up scenarios and then convince himself and try to convince me that I engaged in them. There was times when he would definitely say things like, well, everybody thinks or everybody's asking about why you're not here. And they all think that you're no fun or they all think you're miserable or antisocial or you know, whatever. But I stayed in that relationship because when it was good, it was like, you know, I would explain to Christina, like he was my knight in shining armor and my worst nightmare all at the Mm -hmm. same time. It was absolutely awful. But it's so easy to get caught up those behaviors. I mean, I was like a shell of a human by the time that relationship ended. And it was, it was so wild. It was so wild that I had begun to question every little thing about myself um, the way I conducted myself, my, my values, my, my core, like to my core, I didn't know who I was anymore. And when you're in a relationship like that, the whole idea is that this abuser is like a vampire to your identity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it literally sucks the life out of you. And you know how my friend described it, the the tipping point, like the final, she actually joked around too. She said that um, there was a point where she was taking online quizzes. Are you being emotionally abused? Because she knew it, but I think that she but wa- needed that validation. I'm sure. Yeah. Because that's the thing is like, we're so starved as somebody who's emotionally abused, you become so starved of that validation that everything comes into question. Things that you know are facts. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, talk about gaslighting. I could have said the sky is blue and he would have said, no, it's, you know, green. Right. And I would have been like, well, is it green? I mean, maybe there's a little hint of green in there. And it's, it's interesting when that person is the abuser, they, they play on that. They know that they've broken you down and she would actually tell me, she said that at one, at some point they would argue, he would put her down and then she would be the one apologizing to him saying she didn't want to argue or fight or that she wanted to be okay. You know? And like that, I mean, that it's, it's, it's incredible to, to hear. And then the tipping point, what, how she described the end of everything was there was um, a major conflict and there was, she was trying to receive answers from this person and was trying to um, talk about something that was upsetting her. And this person refused to engage with her, gave her the silent treatment, wouldn't speak to her. And she said she actually felt as if her dignity had left her body and walked out the door. And um, Mm. that's, that's the level that you get where you feel like I can't do this anymore. Now keep in mind that these types of abusive relationships, it happens regardless of your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You could be any sexual orientation. 
you could be in any type of work relationship, family relationship, friend relationship, and these things can happen. You know, a quick example, I got permission from a family member, actually, who's very close to me and had recently gone through an emotionally abusive experience. But this family member is a member of the LGBTQ plus community and still experienced emotional abuse to the extent of financial exploitation and gaslighting and isolation and putting people putting him down. I mean, emotional abuse knows no bounds, right? If an unhealthy person is there, and the abuser in that relationship had a background that was unhealthy, we can't blame the abuser necessarily, right? But we don't need to sympathize with them so much that we accept the behaviors. Well, and that happens too. Well, they went through this. They went through that. They're just, they need to work on this. You know, that's their stuff. There was actually a point where, and I don't know maybe if your family member went through this too, where uh, she was making excuses for him and thinking, okay, well, it's not, I'm just not going to take it personally anymore. And it's just not, I'm just going to pretend that it's not there. I'm just not going to engage in that anymore. Mm -hmm. And like to make it more tolerable, to make the relationship more tolerable for her. Yes. So he did go through that. Um, There was also a lot of fixing behaviors from him with his partner. There was, I'm going to help him see, I'm going to I'm going to change some of the dynamics here. I'm going to educate him. I'm going to do my part to make things better or different or bring bring him into my environment because it's healthier. Guess what? A toxic person like exudes toxicity. That means that no matter where they are, the toxicity goes with them. Yeah. So I think that it's it's such a so we could do like a whole series on emotional abuse. I mean, there's just so much to it, but the behaviors that we respond with often reflect a lot of codependency. Yeah. So codependency is when you, all of your behaviors, your thoughts, your feelings are a reaction to the person that you're in this codependent relationship with. So you may be some signs of codependency may be you know, being unhappy in a relationship, but fearing alternatives, if you were to leave, Um, neglecting your own needs for the sake of the other person, kind of uh, reinforcing some of the abusive behaviors of isolation by neglecting the people in your life, in order to meet the needs of the person that you're in this relationship with. It's constantly unreciprocated sacrifices that you're making to keep this other person happy. It's you know, you would rather be in the chaos than not have them yeah. in your life or not say things or not do things just to make things stay peaceful. And sometimes you fear their their reaction if you do leave them. Like, what does it look like? Are they going to trash me? Are they going to talk about me? Are they going to make me sound like I'm the crazy one? Like, how can... Or will anybody will anybody else ever want to be with me right. ever again? Because they 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 will get in your head that way, and that really does happen, and it is it is very real when that happens. There's such a breakdown in your self esteem mm-hmm. and self worth. I mean, I'm not even sure that it can be fully described unless you experience. And if you are listening and you are somebody who's in or has been in an emotionally abusive relationship, I hope that all of the bells are going off in your head because. When you, when you, and hopefully if you have never experienced this, hopefully you never do. But when you're in an emotionally abusive relationship, there is 
no amount of words that can explain the experience to the extent that it permeates your life. And one other thing I I do want to talk about is I'm just going to touch briefly on reactive abuse. Um, And this happens very often in an emotionally abusive relationship. The person who is abusing is going to push your buttons and poke at you until you react because they know exactly what pushes your buttons. And then when you do react and oftentimes it's out of, it's out of character. Now I'm not talking about an argument where you get angry at someone and then you tell them to go F off or something because you're mad and whatever. I'm not, this isn't your average argument. This isn't like the, the, the typical argument where you could say, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to, you know, walk away from this. This isn't about that. This person has actually invaded your head so badly that they will poke at you. So you react and you act out of character. And sometimes it's actually could be very aggressive. Maybe you, maybe you move to hit them. Maybe um, you throw something, you break something, you start screaming or, or you become enraged. They do this. So, and then what they'll do is they'll la- start laughing at you. And they'll say, look they'll how crazy that. you are. You're out of your mind. Yep. You're crazy. And then you really think, oh my God, look at how I'm acting. Maybe I am this crazy person. Maybe I'm right. the abuser. Maybe it's me, right? And that's how that's how effed up this is, that it gets to that point or it can get to that point. And when you're in that moment, you don't necessarily, yes, can you walk, can you not entertain the situation and walk away and see it? But you're so broken down that you don't even see that. And then you end up blaming yourself and then you're apologizing to that person. So that happens a lot. And people, and it, it's very interesting. So for my friend didn't realize that this was happening to her until she started listening to things and hearing more and talking to other people about it, where those flags are going off saying, Oh my gosh, like this was what I was going through. This was, these were the the signs that was all there. The writing was all on the wall. And it's so, it's so manipulative. I felt like like I felt like I walked out of it. Yeah. It's like I woke up from a nightmare when I finally got out of that relationship. It was incredible. I felt a fog lift. But speaking of getting out of the relationship, if you're in an emotionally abusive relationship and your gut is telling you something, trust it. If you're afraid that it could escalate to physical violence because it often does, get out. These abusive relationships, they're not your responsibility. Mm-hmm. The person who's abusing you cannot be reasoned with. Mm-hmm. It They're not well, and they're creating sickness in your life too. So that means, you know, seek help from people who've mm-hmm. been there. Go to a counselor. Therapy will do wonders for you. Take time for yourself. Be kind to yourself. Let yourself yeah. heal, but get the hell out. Yeah. At that point, like when, cause Danielle had mentioned earlier, Sometimes the the person who's being the abuser doesn't even know what they're doing. They're never going to take accountability. <laughs> it's not going Which to happen because they, they're not going to right. Change. They don't. It, 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 it's more of like a personality issue at this point. They don't even see it. They think that they think that this is how people interact, and the behaviors are so ingrained in them mm-hmm. because of something else that happened along the way that most likely you're sympathizing with. And trying to to convince yourself that this isn't their fault. Well, guess what? Sometimes it's not their fault that they think that this is okay. 
but it's still wrong. The behavior is still wrong and you don't. And they all, and they often they'll, they'll make you afraid to even confront them on anything because what they do is they can't, they can't handle being told about themselves really. So if you call them on their behavior, they will cut you down where they know it hurts you the most to completely deflect off them. So then all of a sudden you just took a shot to the gut and now you're reeling off of that. And now you've completely forgotten what you were trying to call that person out on. Getting out of these types of relationships is so incredibly difficult. Trust the people who are around you. If there's anything that I've learned from dysfunctional relationships that I've been involved in, it's that I can't see, but other people can. And trusting the things that your loved ones are saying to you, like, this isn't okay. You don't have to be treated that way. This person's not, you know, they're wrong, you know, whatever. Listen to those things. They're not saying these things. If If your loved ones are saying things to that effect to you, it's because they care and they're fearing for you. They don't want to see their loved ones abused. And while it's difficult to accept that someone else's perspective could be more realistic than your own, that it could potentially be life and death. Whether that's, you know, the escalation of the, the abuse to physical abuse or just completely losing yourself and dying emotionally. It's very, very serious. And I want to just point this out too. Okay, there's a difference between banter in a relationship or putting someone down and belittling them. Um, There's a difference between sarcasm and condescending someone. Well, sarcasm is, is something to pay attention to while. So, okay. My current relationship is we're out of control. We're just silly together and we joke around constantly. And sometimes that can create um, difficult situations as far as, when the serious stuff comes up, sometimes it happens during joking conversations. However, I am able to differentiate between the playful joking banter that sometimes becomes serious in my relationship currently versus the the sarcasm and belittling that happened that may have seemed similar mm-hmm. in past relationships. Because when I say to my partner now, listen, I'm getting serious now and this is how I feel and I know that we were joking, but this part is serious for me. We can have a calm, reasonable adult conversation and work on those things together rather than, you know, him telling me that I'm crazy or that, you know, the way that I feel is invalid. And what sometimes will happen is that that person will tell you, I'm just joking. You're just too sensitive. And that also is gaslighting in a way and it's turning it on you. But what is the line of just joking and sarcasm and actually being verbally abusive and putting someone down? This is where boundaries come into play. Setting a boundary of, like you were saying with your friend of, you know, I don't like it when you call me these names. It's not funny to me when you joke around this way. When those boundaries are not respected Mm -hmm. or when the person even begins to put you down more over the boundaries that you're trying to set, that's when you know that there's, I mean, a thousand red flags should go up for mm-hmm. you. And if they are going up and you're questioning them, I'm here to tell you that it's real. <laughs> exactly. 100%. Yes. When you set boundaries with someone and they don't respect it, that's abuse right there. That is a complete disregard of you 
and your feelings. And that is a sign that perhaps you might need to remove yourself from this relationship. Because let me tell you something, (laughs) at no point in time in a relationship, if someone is calling you derogatory names and making fun of you and belittling you, that is never, ever, ever okay. And I don't mean the banter with like, you're being an asshole, blah, blah, blah. When you, when you can poke fun, then you can apologize about, I, I get that. I'm not, I'm talking about putting you down, telling you you're worthless, telling you you're disgusting, telling you that you are, you know, you're dumb or just, just constantly putting you down. That is never, ever, ever, ever okay, ever in a relationship. So that is something to really think about because you are worth more than that. And that person that's doing it has some issues that they need to work out in themselves. That is that you can't fix. You, yeah, <laughs> you cannot fix that. Someone name calling is not okay. Bullying is not okay. Like Danielle and I have a banter. We joke around with each other. I think in one episode, she called me decrepit. I know she's kidding. Like we, <laughs> but like, right. Like I say this, like, like, I know we're talking about some serious, but we have a banter with each other, but I would never call her something. If she said, Christina, I don't want to be, I don't want to be called that. I don't do it because, because I respect that boundary. We, it's one thing, like I said, it's one thing to have a banner. It's another thing to just completely degrade someone to make them feel like they're, like they're basically nothing. And that is, it's a line that should never be crossed. And it is, it is just, it is horrific and abusive. And I really hope that if you're in a situation like this and you're sitting here questioning, like, oh my gosh, this is, this is hitting somewhere, let it hit. And let it sink in and really reevaluate some things because I know my friend had to do that. And listen to this again. Listen to it three times. Listen to it until it sinks in it in enough that you can realize that Christina and I are speaking reality mm-hmm. right now. We see every single day in our jobs, we see emotional abuse. I have experienced it in my personal life. I've seen it in my loved mm-hmm. ones. I've seen it in my own relationships. And I'm here to tell you that you do not have to put up with it. This is real and it's not okay. And it, at any point in time, you are with someone who makes you feel like you are less than your worth. That right there is not a person that you should be around. That person, you will never fix that person. And it's really, it's really like, I'm very passionate about it. And I I preach a lot of self-worth to my clients and you, your worth, your worth is determined by how you treat yourself. And part of how you treat yourself is how you allow others to treat you. And you have the ability to say, I am worth more than being treated like, just like my friend who said she watched her dignity walk out the door. In that moment, she realized she was worth more than being treated that way. And yes, it is. I am not even remotely telling you it is easy to walk away. It is so hard to walk away because what they also might do is when you do walk away, then all of a sudden they're love bombing you again. And now they're nice. And they're reeling you right back in. And that cycle continues. Do not, when you set boundaries, don't get sucked into their arguments. Don't respond to their Mm -hmm. abuse. Get the hell out. Call somebody that you love 
and get away from them. If you are a parent and the person that you're in an emotionally abusive relationship with is the other parent to your children, we have some resources that we'll share both on our Instagram Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of this podcast. We have some resources for the National Domestic Abuse Hotline so that you can know who to call and where to go. And we have some resources on domestic violence shelters and uh, dating abuse hotlines as well. And we will be sharing that at the end of this episode to make sure that the help that you need is at your fingertips. So please stay tuned for the end of this episode for some of those resources. And I want you to know that there is help out there. You know, there are people out there that can put, put you in the right direction. And uh, and, I, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a therapist, Danielle's a therapist. I, the, therapy can be huge and a huge benefit to managing the healing process from this because what will happen, what can possibly happen is that the residual effects from this can spill over into into your next relationship if you do leave there's a there's a level of trauma that occurs to you that you experience that it will come up again and honestly you don't you deserve to work through that and heal it and see it for what it is and have that support yeah you are not alone in this emotional abuse happens all over the world in all different types of relationships And while you may feel isolated and alone, you are absolutely not. Many people don't recognize the emotional abuse. And maybe if you're just starting a relationship and you're noticing some of the signs and you're choosing to stay in the relationship, try and have a discussion with your partner and set some boundaries. If they can't respect those, it's time to leave. Yeah. This could have been a series. Maybe we'll do a part two sometime down the road. I think that we probably should. I don't think that it's talked about enough. I mean, emotional abuse is just so gray. It's so difficult to identify and differentiate between like cutesy, playful things and things that become serious Mm -hmm. and unhealthy. Absolutely. Well, we thank you for joining us today. This was a heavy episode. Stay tuned for the end. Again, we have lots of resources. Our Instagram at no underscore BS therapy also provides quite a bit of resources. There's a story at the top of our page that has all kinds of hotlines for whatever you're going through. And just know that we're available too. You can reach us on our Instagram. Again, that's at no underscore BS therapy. That's at no underscore BS therapy. Um, You can reach out to us via email or messaging us on our Instagram page, um, which will be happy to provide you with some resources. We can't provide therapy to you, but we can provide you resources. Keep in mind that if you are a man, a woman, a non-binary gender, transgender, it doesn't matter what your gender, sexuality, or any sort of identification is, you are not exempt from emotional right. abuse. And it doesn't matter. It, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. It hits everyone. So stay tuned for future episodes. We'll continue to um, provide resources on our social media pages. And we are here for you. You are not alone. If you or someone you know is experiencing suicidal thoughts or desire to self-harm, please reach out to the National Suicide Lifeline at 800-273-8255. 
If you or someone you know is in need of help for domestic violence issues, please reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 800-799-7233. For young people ages 12 to 24, please visit BreakTheCycle.org. If you're in need of a domestic violence shelter, please reach out to DomesticViolenceShelters.org. If you're in a dating relationship and need help, contact the National Dating Abuse Hotline by texting LOVEIS to 866 331 Nine four seven four.